Hello, hello. Everyone is back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey and Erin. Yay! You guys, we took unintentionally a week off, but we're yeah. back. We're back to the normal schedule. Um, yeah, life's been crazy. I want to say I got a new job. Mm-hmm. Same. Honestly, same. <laughs> and it's all like, you know, when you first start a job and you just like, oh, so many things like yeah. paperwork, like all this stuff, background check, fingerprints. It's a lot. Yeah. But I also feel like every time we take a week off, not that we do it frequently, it just feels so much longer than it actually is. Facts. Like it hasn't been like a full seven days, but like it feels like it's been like a month. It feels like it's been years. <laughs> like I like forget what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, man. So we're back, you guys. Um, We were going to try to put out two episodes this week to kind of make up, but I'm going to be honest, both of our job situations, we've been working like crazy. We have like no spare time at all. So it's just going to be our regular episode on Thursday, and then we'll see you again next week. And I hope all of you guys are okay with that. Um, I will say that I have a few people that I want to bring on as a guest, like after we're done recapping season mm-hmm. one. So that's some stuff to look forward to. And then, of course, merch and all that jazz. Yeah. So good things are coming. Anything else? No, that's just like really exciting. I also feel like these episodes are, I don't know, like they're like so interesting because not only do we break down your season, but you always give us insight on like what happened behind the scenes. Oh yeah, totally. So it's it's like kind of like a double episode every episode. Facts. Which is, I don't know, I get excited because we've talked about it before. Like I don't know some (laughs) of the things that you say and like my jaw dropped. (laughs) Honestly, dude, honestly in this episode, it's like the latter part. It's the very end when we're doing the, or when we go over the iPad situation, my jaw dropped at one point and I'll talk about it when it happens. But I was like in shock because like people don't realize that obviously I've watched your season before a while ago, but like it's the first time for the both of us in years. And also there's so many things that like you tell me I have no, like we don't talk about this yeah. until we do the podcast. So. Yeah. I also think like it's probably interesting for you to watch it now. Like it's different for you to watch it being friends with me. Yeah. You know, like it's like watching it as a viewer or watching it as being like a personal friend of me or like two very different things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um. Yeah, and I'll own it. I wasn't I wasn't sure like how I was going to talk about this yet, but fuck it. I'm going to own it. This episode, you guys, I've been doing amazing watching these episodes. Okay? Like honestly, like no bullshit. I'm doing way better than I thought I was going to do. Like it really yeah. has had like no effect on me. I've been having like fun. I've been laughing. Like it's been a good time. Okay? Yeah. Really truly genuinely has. However, this last episode and it really surprised me because I didn't think this would be the episode to fuck me up. This last episode fucked me up a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. Okay, I'm owning it. But yeah, there was one part in particular that like made me realize that there's a little bit more that I need to like heal from, I guess. Yeah. And it, I think it's like something that will surprise all of you guys once we get to it because it's not what you think. Like I'm not We'll get into it later. But yeah, this is the first episode where I was like, damn, like I got a little like, eh, like not okay. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like it's bound to happen, though. And I know when we do my season, I'm sure I'll get the same way as well, even yeah. though I ne- I didn't go through, you know, nearly half the stuff you went through. But it's just – it brings back a lot of emotions, whether you think you're healed or not, yeah. especially when you rewatch it because you pick up on little things that maybe you didn't notice the first time or that you kind of pushed away and then you're being forced to relive it. And you're like, fuck, that actually really sucks. Like, yeah that hurts or you resonate with some of the things that are being said and you're like, shit, like that's true. And I didn't realize it until now, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. And I think also the thing that is like so interesting to me is like when you're on a TV show like this reality TV, you get, you get your whole life and your, who you are is built up into this like character. And at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, like what happened with me and Evan on this show is like, yeah, it's really entertaining and it's been great for reality television. But at the end of the day, it's like actually a really fucking sad, sad situation. Like that's what hit me when I watched this. I was like, this is sad. This is not. No. This is really upsetting. I agree. And I feel like actually of all the episodes, this was kind of the one where, I mean, you said a lot of things that cut me deep too where you were like this is my real life like you don't realize like this is literally like what am I gonna do type situation yeah and at the time you don't really when you go into it or when you decide to go on this show you don't realize like the intensity or like the severity of what actually could happen because you don't think it's gonna happen to you no and I mean yeah, this is like a real life situation, even though it makes for great television. But yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. It's like really fucked up. And I I don't think you ever leave that experience. Like there's no coming back from it. No matter how no. good you leave the situation, there will always be lingering stuff. Yeah. So it's like you really can't win. <laughs> No, Maybe and I get one percent like Kristen and one, Julian. Yeah, but Kristen like, and Julian, one <laughs> percent. Like, truly, you don't come back from it. No, and I think it's so funny. Before we like start diving into the episode, my one of the last things I told my dad before I went to like fly to Maui to film. Yeah, I was like, because my family's very private. Like they're not on social media. Like they're just yeah. Like they're very private people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I promise. And my dad hates reality TV. Like he truly does. Like it's actually really funny. He was, he's an attorney. He was at um, his office a few weeks ago at like a lunch with like everyone in the office and a bunch of the, like the receptionists, they're all like girls like my age. And they were all talking about reality TV. And then they kind of like asked my dad like, Oh, like do you watch? And he's like, no, he's like, I don't like reality TV. And they're like, Oh, why not? And he was like debating on like telling them or not. He's like, uh, and he kept it really casual, but he was like, my daughter was on a show and like, it didn't go well. And I'm just like, just not a fan. Yeah. And um, they were like, oh, like what show? And they were oh like, he was like Temptation Island. And they're like, wait, who's your daughter? And he was like, Casey. And they're like, Casey Campbell is your daughter. And they were all like, oh my God. And they now have always, every day they look at him weird. They're like, Casey's your daughter. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> and he's like, yep, Casey's my daughter. But anyways, I got sidetracked, but I just thought that was like a funny story because now he's just like every day they ask him questions. But before I flew to Maui, I knew he's not a fan of reality TV. I know he's private. And I was like, I promise. I this is I literally said this and I meant it when I said it. I was like, I promise like this isn't going to affect you guys like at all in any way. Like it's going to be fine. 
this show has affected so many more people besides like me and Evan and Morgan, like the amount of people that have been affected in a really sad, heartbreaking, negative way from what happened on that show is like, it's a lot of people. (laughs) Okay. Like a lot of people have been affected by this. Yeah. I think that's like something that's been the most like crazy for me is because I genuinely went on it thinking like, oh, I'm just going to go film a TV show. And like, yeah. no big deal, come home. And it's like, no, it had such a big fucking heartbreaking impact on like a lot of humans. <laughs> yeah. Families get involved and they either like turn on you. Yeah. Or I mean, majority of the time, I'm sure they do. And then like it causes a divide in that. But then, I mean, I couldn't imagine what Evan's family felt watching. No, man. It was, it was not good. <laughs> like, no. Yikes. I won't get into it, but I actually talked to his mom like halfway through the season on the phone while it was airing. And yeah, mm-hmm. she was devastated <laughs> would be the right word. Were you close with her? Was that personal um, before? Yeah. No, I was super close with his family. Like that was one of the things that was like most heartbreaking. Not so much with his mom, but like his brothers. Like I lost two brothers after that show. <laughs> like yeah. they were like my family. So yeah, <laughs> it was Shit. it was sad stuff. I lost a dog. I lost brothers. I lost a lot. Like all of us. Yeah. His Evan's actions hurt a lot of people. I mean, yeah, it's like a funeral. Seriously, straight up a funeral, but they're still alive, which is like yeah. so bizarre. Like, but that's literally what it's. You have to grieve someone that's still alive. Wow. Um. Okay, you guys, let's talk about the episode. Um, yes. Okay, so it picks up right where we left off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me, I walk off camera. I say walking off done. Yep. I think it's so funny because they obviously didn't show like how I'm speed walking and like cameras are following me, but you yeah. do see, you do see me get to my room and that big tall guy standing next to me. That's JP, a producer, because he's like, <gasps> oh shit, like I need to get her under control. So you literally JP. see, yeah, you literally <sighs> see JP like in the first shot of this episode, like standing near me on his mic because he's like telling them like, yo, like she's not good. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, if you, I don't know, JP was my boy like all the other girls in the house would be like we always knew you were jp's favorite i said yeah well you guys were everyone else's favorite only one producer fucked with me it was jp because i just was like i don't know whatever but yeah jp (laughs) was my man i literally loved him mind you i liked all the other producers too yeah like we had jp's the best you don't understand it unless you're on a show and you're put in these situations but like you're gonna butt heads you're not gonna see eye to eye when they cast you they have expectations of you and when you don't you know if you have if you change like i did they their storyline can get thrown out the window yeah so it's just like a tough situation but like jp was always there for me like he was like i love jp yeah no he's a good he's a good one he was like it was so interesting like our dynamic because it was almost like we were very close but it Mm -hmm. was his heart was like also breaking while my heart was breaking like he was so upset by like just watching me go through what i was going through and he would do the majority of my interviews So, Mm -hmm. like, every time you see me, like, in a confessional or, like, on the side, like, talking, like, to the camera, it's, like, to JP, like, nine out of ten times. 
Yeah, he had to get switched to be my producer because I would like, get <laughs> in like, arguments with other people. I'm like, give me JP! Oh my god, it's so funny. Well, yeah, you get a little glimpse of him following me over to my bedroom while I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> so then I'm in my bed talking yeah. to another producer that you uh-huh. see, and she is like one of the main, main, main producers. Not going to give her name, but she was like a showrunner of the entire show. So like, yeah, for people that don't understand reality TV, there's someone called a showrunner, and they are literally running the show. Okay, like yeah. it is the head honcho. They're answering to the execs back in LA. Okay, like they are making money decisions. So the yeah. fact that the showrunner is in my bed with me at like God knows what time in the middle of the night, you guys need to know that that means this was a serious situation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you were, saying, yeah. you were saying some serious shit though. Like that, that, like this is like, for me, I was resonating with a lot of things you were saying. Like you were like, I don't yeah. think you guys understand like the magnitude. Yeah. Like, I'm having an anxiety attack. Yeah, so she came into my room, and at first, and they didn't show this, at first she was pissed at me, okay, like pissed. She was like, that was so rude and disrespectful. Like, what are you doing walking off camera while, like, my producer is just doing her job? Like, she was fucking pissed, okay? Oh, shit. So then I, that's when I, like, broke down, and that's when I started, like, really telling her, like, what's up? I was like, and I quoted myself, I don't want to lose it and embarrass my family. Uh-huh. I said, um, and then she was like, your family knows who you are, Casey, because she had met them. Like, she knows who they are. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think you can even comprehend how hard this is for me. Like, you, re- like I really don't think you guys are truly getting how hard this is for me because I'm like – I'm trying to like explain to her. It's like, you guys, like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Like, I really genuinely thought like my boyfriend of five to 10 years was going to come on here and show me that every gut feeling I've ever had was wrong and that he's like a different man and we were going to get engaged and like frolic off into the sunset. No big deal. Like start our life with a bunch of followers and blue checks by our name, get a new apartment and like be happy. Everything was going to be great. This is not what I signed up for. Okay. (laughs) This is like, yeah, curveball. Okay. So I was really trying to make her understand. And as soon as I like broke down to her, that's when she like completely changed and she was very like, understanding and nurturing she got me like lavender or lavender like roll on to like help with my anxiety she was like yeah. putting it on my arms and like helping me relax and she definitely had um a 180 and then um it goes to that confessional and this is the thing that like I struggled with the most I think mm-hmm. and I say it in the confessional I say I talk about how I don't even recognize him in the clips. And that was something that was like really tripping me up the entire time I was on the show is because every time I would see him in the clips, it was just like a different person that I've like never met before. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like it was so bizarre to me. And then I just finished it off with he might be ruining something. He's not going to be able to get back if he takes it too far. And then she gave me a really like genuine hug. And that kind of ended that whole little yeah. moment. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, good times. Okay, so I can't wait for, to talk, chat about this next part. <laughs> oh, my God. This is too- 
Dude. This happens twice where I just get giddy because it is so funny. Seeing it is so James. funny and wild and embarrassing and just it was painful. Okay. Oh my god. So the guys, they get back from the bonfire and then they go and they like chat outside. Yeah. John, he's still really shocked. Katie let Johnny into her bed. He's mm-hmm. opening up to the guys about how the clip was the worst with the bed and um the hot tub fun. That that was yeah. his quote. Yeah. And then he says, "I don't want to be with a weak woman, you know." And then Evan immediately asks him, yep. "You think I'm weak?" And I, I want you the whole time when they were talking, Evan just looked mad. Like he looked like, yep. you know what I mean? And you, you could tell he was waiting for one of them to say it yep. and he was going to rebuttal and, and respond that way. You could just tell. That's literally what I wrote in my next note in all caps. I wrote, he's pissed. Like yep. I know him well, him asking John that he was waiting for someone to say it. And then he, that's like a threat to John. He's trying to get John to like talk shit to him right now. Like he's yeah. definitely like baiting him. He's pissed and he's not hiding it well. Like he is a thousand percent like not okay with what John is saying right now. Yeah. Um. So then I think John kind of picked up on it because you can tell like Evan's like being aggressive when he says that his body yeah. language, everything about it. Yeah. John backtracks and explains that he doesn't think Evan is weak but that him and Katie came in with ground rules mm-hmm. and then Evan immediately cuts him off and says how we came in with set rules and he broke them and yep. hearing the guys talk about how they feel and like how he's done the exact same thing to me. What yeah. are you, any, any thoughts on that? I mean, I just feel like something that really bothered me about the situation was one, you are weak. No offense, Evan. Actually, yeah. Take fence. I don't want to give a shit. You are weak. You are. Yeah. Like anyone who can cheat on their significant other is weak. Like seriously, Act. you're not stable enough to be in a relationship. So you are weak. And that's why I said it even before this episode or the ones, even the ones before Evan and Morgan made a connection. What did I say about John? I said, I thought he was one of the strongest men because of how he wants to be a good father how he's dedicated to his relationship, how he's nurturing and takes care of Katie and wants to be a family man. I said that makes him a strong man. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, what bothered me in the situation so much is that afterwards when he went into confessional and he was like, I just, you know, I care so much about what my boys think. Wait, I have a note on that. You have a whole ass girlfriend (laughs) in the house, you motherfucker. Dude. (laughs) Dude, I have a whole note on that. So I said, um, so after Evan kind of opens up, uh, opens up about how we also had a set of rules and he broke them. John kind of tries to make him feel better about mm-hmm. how me and Evan came into it more open. Right. And again, Evan says, yeah, but you all know I had I had the rule that no girl could touch my bed and I already broke that. And all the guys are just silent and like not and really looking thing. at it. They're all like they're avoiding eye contact. Like, not, to, not to cut you off, but it's like, Evan, what do you expect? Do you want sympathy? Like they, they're they like trying – like, you know, John's trying to tell you what you want to hear in a yeah. sense by like kind of like – He's not trying. He's a hundred percent telling Evan what he wants to hear. He's trying to smooth over, right? And then you're still snapping back. You're like, 
Like, it's like you want them to admit you are wrong. I don't really know what you want in this situation. Like, you keep trying and then they just get silent because they're like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, you fucked up. I don't don't really know what you want me to tell you. Like, it's it's very awkward. Very awkward. It's like he kept having a comment and I'm thinking, okay, like, just let it go. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it was not good. So now the part that you just brought up. So Uh Evan is in a confessional going off about how he's worried what the guys think of him after he hears them talking shit about their girls doing the same shit he's doing. Mm -hmm. I literally wrote, this is so embarrassing. Like that's literally what I wrote when I watched it. Um, And then he says, their opinion is very, very important to me. I'm not angry with them. It's just hard to fucking hear it. First off, own it. You are angry. Okay. Like, it's so clear that you're angry. You're pissed right now. Right. Number two, you've known these people for fucking 14 days. Yeah. Like, what about like you? Do you care what your mom and your brothers are going to think? Do you care about what my family's going to think? What about all of our friends that we just had a going away party with? What about like, (laughs) like everyone that loves us back home? Like, do you give a shit about any of them? I'm not even bringing my name up. No, or about you, the main common denominator, like you, like. Dude, he doesn't give a shit about any of that, but these like three dudes he's known for like two weeks. Wow. Insane. It doesn't even make sense. Well, that's why I feel like he is – what's the saying? You're a, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. I feel, like, I feel like he is a sheep in wolf's clothing because he just follows around what everyone wants him to do. He wow. Follows around Morgan. He's manipulated by – like I don't want to say by Morgan because I think that she was more into it than he was, but I think that – she was able to kind of boss him into the relationship. Yeah. And now he's following following around the guys, like, but acts like this big macho man, yet cares so much about what they think and, like, doesn't want to upset them. Like, he just seems like a follower. He's a follower, not a leader. And yeah. he tries to act like he's a leader. A hundred percent. Because, yeah, this is follower behavior. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then this annoyed the shit out of me, I'm not going to lie. When Carl says, you're not weak, bro. You're fighting temptation like all of us. I feel like the weakness is in your relationship. Dude, like, you're the one to talk. Now that I'm not going to get into it, it's not my story to tell, but, like, now that we know how things ended with you and Nicole, okay, you and Evan are in two peas in a pot, okay? Yeah. So, fuck off. And also, <laughs> everyone on that island has some type of – like weakness in their relationship yeah it's like everyone yeah dude that's just like so annoying it's just like I don't know just that's how Carl and Evan were they always like cover for each other you know Mm. and just like oh grow up dude yeah yeah Okay, so now we're back over at the mountain villa and this whole thing was like cute and sad and it was you could tell how serious it was so this is after I had my breakdown where I run through the whole house. It was a scene, cameras, action, nuts. Yeah. So after everything is like smoothed over, I come out of my room and then we start filming again. And you can see Justin gives me a hug and asking if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And all of it, you can you can tell that something serious just happened because all the single guys start standing up and like come over to like our area where we're sitting. Like, yeah, everyone is like, we need to know what's yeah, going like, on. What went down? Right. Yeah. So this was right out. Yeah, this was right after the shit storm. So they knew how like pissed and upset I was. So everyone's like gathering over 
Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm still rubbing the lavender on my hands that the producer gave me. You can literally see me in it. I'm just like rubbing it my hands, oh my, my palms, on my wrists. I'm just like the whole time like anxious yeah. rubbing it. Um, all the guys are staring at me and I'm basically opening up to them about how I didn't watch the clip. Yeah. And then I say, I'm very honest. I say that I think he had sex with someone and if he did, it's over. And this is when I love Justin. He just gives zero fucks. He speaks up and says a hundred percent. It should be that way. And then I tell him about the 30 second messages and my voice is like cracking the whole time. I'm like totally Mm -hmm. emotional. I can't even talk. And I admit, I don't, I don't even know like what to say in my message. And then Justin says, fucking love him for this. (laughs) And he's the, he's the goat. He was like, I wouldn't give him nothing. I'm being dead serious with you. I know it's hard, but at some point you got to know when to let go or when to put your foot down. I feel like a lot of men believe you're going to come back home regardless in the same situation. And it doesn't matter what they do. So basically he's just saying like a lot of men are used to like having their cake and eating it too. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And then there's not going to be any repercussions and the girl's just going to come back and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And I loved how Nicole was like, um, hold up, double yep. standard, let me put yep. down. She's like, I don't want you guys to underestimate us as women that, like, if they do something, we're just going to go back. And, like, I do think that. Like, it's like everyone – every time this show airs, it's always the, like, misunderstanding that the women are weak and fragile and that the men are going to go and sleep around or whatever. And, yeah. like, none of the women, like, wear the pants or can stand on their own two feet. And, like, that's so not true. First of all, it takes a strong person to go on the show regardless. That's yeah. number one. Number two, like, don't get it twisted. Like, yeah. we might not take these men back, period. Like, don't act like that. And I love yeah. how Nicole, like, stuck up for herself, but also all of you and was like, you no, know. It was really cool. She said, I quoted, um, we're realizing a lot of shit here. That's deep and it's a big deal for us. So I love how she like reiterated what I've been saying the whole time. It's like, yo, this is like our real fucking life. Like this, yeah. isn't, this isn't just for entertainment. Like, yeah, we're being filmed right now, but this is some real ass shit that's mm-hmm. happening. Like you guys need to be a little patient with us. because yeah. we're, we're going through some pretty like big changes right now. Yeah. And she kind of goes to on to explain how she's learning stuff on her own as an independent person. And she gl- she's really glad that she's here experiencing this experience with all of us and gaining depth as a person. And I just wrote, I was like, Nicole's so intense and logical in the best way. Like, I just love how she just like, is like, I'm going to speak my mind right now. I'm going to be really logical about it, but yeah. I'm, I'm s- speaking up to all of you right. about what we're going through. <laughs> Like, going to be respectful, but I'm going to tell you how I feel and kind exactly. of face a little bit. Exactly. I think it was hilarious when the camera, like, pans above this chat and you see the giant circle and all the humans that are in this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was literally every single single dude, all of us in a chair, in a circle, like, having this, like, deep-ass talk about basically Evan being a piece of shit and what I should do in my 30-second message. Yeah. Okay, so back to the beach villa. John mm-hmm. is checking in with Carl in the kitchen. Oh, this this part's sad. John is uh, checking in with Carl in the kitchen, and he just doesn't understand. Oh, I'm getting all my stuff mixed up. Carl is – he doesn't understand what happened or why she's in bed with another man, like speaking about yeah, Nicole. Yeah. And he finds it like as a weakness, basically. Yeah. 
I know. Now they're all throwing around the word weakness. Isn't it funny yeah. how it's like one person in the house will like say one phrase or one word and then everyone runs with it. Yeah. And like, Evan's nowhere near this conversation too. So they're like. But it's like you wouldn't use the word weak before you heard John say it about his girl <laughs> and now you're calling your girl weak. It's like everyone just like, you know what I mean? They find yeah. flaws in their like relationships through the people they're with. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like be your own fucking person. Yeah. I don't know. The four, those four guys actually minus Javen, Javen was definitely his own person. They just like fed off of each other too much, like fed off of each other's bullshit, especially Carl and Evan. And like, I can understand being upset with someone in your bed. I totally get that. Like, seriously, I would be like, you know, really upset too if I saw that, but it's like, you know damn well you were not using the word weak until you heard John calling his girlfriend <laughs> weak and now you're like, yeah, she's weak. Like, it's like, no. I see it as weakness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So Hannah back in a confessional. Again, she's just really involved in herself in a lot of stuff. But I do like how she was there for John in this next part. She acknowledges that John is in a really emotional state right now and she wants to basically just be someone he can chat with and like be Mm -hmm. safe with. Yeah. And then he lets her know about the 30 second message and then he starts crying when he Uh, tries to tell her what he's going to say. That actually got me really emotional. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I started tearing up a little bit. Yeah. He's like really upset. He's admitting it's setting in. It's setting in everything that's like happened since they've been on this adventure. And I I really feel for him when he says, I thought we were strong enough to go into this. And obviously we're not. Yeah. Dude, that that hit home. I know. Nobody's strong enough for this shit. Minus the 1%. (laughs) Minus that 1%. Wait, I have a question. When you're upset, do you like when people touch you? Or are you like, I am like, do not touch me. And like what I've noticed with these girls, and I know they're trying to be comforting, Mm -hmm. they are always rubbing the guy's arms when they're upset. And like, if I'm upset, like, don't touch me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like, you know, Hannah the whole time is like rubbing John's arm while he's crying. And I know she's trying to be nurturing, but all I could think about the whole time was like, if I were in that position, I would literally be like, get off of me. Yeah. I don't Talking like it either. Distance. Like yeah, I, that would irritate me. Especially like if I'm cuz again it's like yeah, we build really quick bonds like on this island. You do because one day feels like a week. But still it's like if you're rational and take a step back, it's like these people are still strangers. Like like literally like scientifically, you don't actually know a person until like after 9 months. Like like literally. So it's like these people that. are fucking strangers that you're just letting touch you and like comfort you. It's like you don't know that person if their t- intentions are pure. Like that would yeah. bother me. Like I don't want a person I barely know touching me while I'm crying. They're just always rubbing the <laughs> arms and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel it. Or like, I don't like when people like hug me either that I'm not super comfortable with. Yeah. Same. So while he's super upset, I kind of cracked up when Carl was like, he's like, we'll make it out of here, man. We'll make it out. I was like, this is Hunger Games shit. It's the best way to put it though. Dead ass. Like, we will make it out. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Just stay strong. (laughs) We'll make it, bro. Oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. That part cracked me up. It was sad, but it cracked me up. 
And then I did put, I was like, Hannah is so kind and was really there for him in the moment. And after seeing how she acted in like past episodes, it was refreshing to see her be like a softer version of herself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Carl is opening up to all the girls that he's not really doing well. Mm -hmm. And he admits that his last bonfire clip really affected him and he can't stop thinking about it. And he brings up how he could have had Brittany in his bed if he wanted and he declined already. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. It's like the retaliation thing is strong with him and John. Yes, but it's like he keep and how many times are we going to hear him say like, I could have had someone in my bed. I could have had someone. I could have. Yeah. If you're, it, what it's what it's giving me is you're just mad you didn't do it first. Like, yeah. That is the like the vibe that I'm getting, and it's a shame because one clip he's saying how much he misses Nicole, but then he follows up with like the tit for tat thing. Like I could have done this, but I didn't. Like yeah. I don't know. It's it's just even after watching um, the 30 second clip that he gets, then we'll go into that. Like his response to it was. Like, I should have been the one saying it, like, not Nicole, referencing what she says in her clip. And I'm like, it. what I'm getting out of watching his experience on the island is he's upset that she is, like, having self-realizations, saying things he wish he would have thought of first, Mm -hmm. and she's doing things that he wish he would have first. Like, it just seems very, like, petty with him. Like very petty. Petty is the word. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, I could have had someone in the bed. Well, you didn't. So like, yeah. oh, well, like you're mad you didn't do it first. I'm confused. That's the vibe I'm getting. A hundred percent. So Catherine lets him know that it's important to let Brittany know that if anything does happen between them, that it's not out of spite because Brittany is afraid of that. And honestly, that's a very valid fear. Like you should uh, be scared of that. Yeah, Absolutely. And then Carl just admits it's only going to get more difficult and him and Britt have a hell of a connection. He's still thinking about Nicole and she has not left his mind. And then he brings up, I thought this was kind of funny. He brings up the like angel and devil on the shoulder analogy. He's like, I have one angel. Tell me this. And I have the devil. Tell me this. It kind of gave me like Javen vibes. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, like I get it. I, I definitely get it. So now we're panning over to dates. Mm-hmm. Johnny and Katie went cliff jumping. Thank fucking God that I didn't get chosen for that date. <laughs> Seriously? I thought that looked so fun. I would have loved that. Like, that's the shit I wish, uh, I wish we would have done. See, I've jumped off a cliff in Hawaii, like a 30-foot cliff before, and it was, like, not a good experience. Like, the first time I jumped was, like, fine. I think I told you this story when I got like sucked in the cave when I was trying to get back up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it scarred me for life. Like I'm not trying to jump off a cliff into shark infested Hawaiian waters. Like absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. But I just, uh, it did look fun. I thought the best part was their water shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because fun fact, they had to like climb up to the top. And I guess like Katie told me, she was like, it was insane climbing up there. I bet. Yeah. Because like, it was like full-blown rock climbing. Like she mm-hmm. was like in a bikini and they had to wear water shoes because their feet would get all cut up because they were literally like Lava hanging, on, too. hanging on to the side of like a cliff trying wow. to get up there. I was like, yeah, dude, not for me. Thank <laughs> God they picked you. They're looking all cute, swimming in the ocean. And then she says Johnny gives her the feels and she's so surprised she found a genuine connection. 
she tell okay this is a big freaking statement yeah which one from him or her I think both of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She tells him they're on the cabana, like laying on their sides, being cute, talking. She says that he makes her feel alive. Yep. Like, bro. So, yeah. He makes her feel alive. Big freaking statement. And then he says, I feel like I pray for someone like you every day. But... I don't know if you noticed this. He's not even looking at her when he says that. For real? Yeah, dude. He's literally looking like off to the side in the distance as he's like, I feel like I pray for someone like you every day. He's oh not even looking God. at her. How are you going to say something so deep and not even make eye contact? No, dude. Did not make eye contact. I I noted that. Like I was oh like, this God. guy literally isn't even looking at her. And then she says she's been praying for answers for months. Oh, I cannot. Yeah. Very intense. Um, um what? Oh, I was, no, I was, <laughs> I was waiting for you to sit back down. Oh, uh, yeah, both very bold statements. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I, I, I don't know how I feel. I John- think that what. I was going to say the last little part that I wrote on them was Johnny thinks he can show her the excitement she's missing and he brings out a different side to her, but has never felt that in a relationship. Then he tells her to give him a kiss and that kiss was cringy to me. Mm, Yeah. Very passionate. Very, (laughs) very cringe. (laughs) Cringe up in here. Okay. I don't know. Like I just, I just don't see like, the emotional connection between the two of them. Like, I think that they say it to each other, like with Mm -hmm. him saying like he's prayed for moments like this and all that, but I don't really get any like sensitivity or anything from him. Like, I think it's more just kind of like an act. Okay. Fun fact. I'm about to let everyone know some shit. So behind the scenes, an ongoing theme and the reason why when, which we'll get into later in this episode was like kind of always warning her. It wasn't just when. I was so curious about this too, because what people don't realize is the singles, when they go back to the rooms, they talk and they talk shit on us girls, which is why I did not give half the singles the time of day on my season because my buddy Shaq would fill me in on certain things. And these guys aren't good people. No, they're not. They're not good people. So basically, genuine. Yeah. So basically, what was going on is exactly what you just said. They would go back up to their guest house after filming, and Johnny was basically like making it very clear that he's just doing whatever he needs to do to get airtime. And like, he's not really into Katie. He's not here for the right reasons. And it's all just like a show for him. And I think he was on like another reality show before this. So this is kind of like what he does. He just like goes on TV shows. So, yeah, you picking up that it's like seems like an act, you're fucking right, dude, because it's not genuine. He's not into her. And the entire time, guys were like warning Katie about it, including Wynn. Just like, dude, like this guy is not really into you. Like, he's not who yeah. he says he is. He's a completely different person in the Mountain Villa than he is up at the guest house. Oh, my God. I mean, I completely believe that. And like, I'm just going to say it now before I lose my train of thought, like moving forward. It now makes sense when they were in the bedroom 
and wind comes in. And again, we'll get to it when Johnny was like, just ignore anything he says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, no, for real. Like, yeah, I can, actually can't wait till we talk about that. We will in a bit. So pans over to Javen and Erica on their second date together. They're uh-huh. paddle boarding. That seems like a really fun, fun date. I would have loved that. They're laughing. Uh, Javen, he's so funny. He's like, I, he likes the feisty girls. And Javen yeah. admits he's caught Erica mean mugging in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And then he's crack. He's just like cracking me up, dude. The way that he says things. I just, he's just a funny dude. I feel like I could see the reason he's attracted to Erica though, because I do see a little bit like a Shari in her with the, like she, it seems like her responses are very like witty and like, she kind of like gives him a little bit of shit, like a little bit of pushback, makes fun of him a little bit and like is like yeah. kind of sassy, but like in a good way. Even when he said um, that he caught her mean mugging in the kitchen, she literally had a little witty statement. She was like, maybe I was looking at myself in the oven. Yeah. You know, like exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. Like I just think that Erica, out of everyone we've seen thus far, like I could see her being most similar to yeah. Shari. A hundred percent. He doesn't want to walk away from the experience with any regrets. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really all I wrote for them. Yeah. Just like a good fun time, a vibe. Loved yeah. it. He cracked me up the whole time. Okay. So then we go over to Shari and Justin on their date and she admits that he pushes her to open up more and they seem to be having a lot of fun together. She's starting to realize it's immature to think you can't be friends with the opposite sex. See, like, I I, I like that she says that, but do I know – do I think she actually believes it? No. I don't think there's <laughs> any way she would allow Javen to have got girlfriends. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. So it's like I like what she said because, yeah, you should be allowed to have friends of the opposite sex, but do I think she's – actually maybe in the moment she's believing that she could but, but is it going to go into the I real see, world <laughs> no. that man will not be able to look at another female until he dies and even <laughs> even even then he won't be allowed to let's get that in on. heaven she's <laughs> gonna be watching him like hog. <laughs> yeah there's just no way i'm sorry <laughs> i agree uh, okay, so Justin thinks Javen made Shari think that way about a lot of things, and he's always talking about how if you love someone or something, you should let it be or let it go. And I do like how he how he believes what is meant to be will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer in that too. But again, going back to what he said about how he thinks it's Javen like making her feel that way. Again, I think it's both of them. I don't think it's one I, or the other. I, I, you know, I think they both. I think the they same ena- way. I think they enable each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they're both. Yeah. hundred percent. So then their little convo kind of ends with Shari says she's becoming her own woman. And that's a little scary for her because she doesn't want to go too far off the deep end and not be able to come back. Right. And then Justin says he definitely wants her to reach out after the show. And Shari admits Javen is probably making friends and connections with people too. So she doesn't see why that would be a problem. I don't know, like <laughs> no. Aaron's face right now. Like, I don't know, man. I just like, I, I definitely believe in like having friends, but at the same time, it's like. Not from this experience. You, yeah. You it's if like, you're going to be with your partner, 
you're not talking to anyone you did this yeah. experience with. And I'll be the first to say I said the same thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate, especially the person who you are actively going on dates with, did your 24 hours with. You're, I'm sorry. It, I'm yeah. not comfortable. And if you loved me, you'd be okay with that not being a comfortable thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where it's like everyone can say they'd be different. Nope. I'm sorry. Shari, you know damn well. You wouldn't be okay with it. He's yeah. not going to be okay with it. No one would. It's not no just one them. Would. I'm saying no one would. Yeah, I think that she probably just is like in the moment talking in her confessional on a good date. She wasn't like thinking about what she was saying because, yeah, yeah. like nobody's going to be okay with like your girl texting a guy you went on dates with on Temptation Island. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely not. Especially when it starts to air too. It's like that's when you really are like, okay, never mind. Yeah, 100%. Now that I'm seeing it and I'm seeing like the connection – that you guys had, no, you can't be friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so I'm super jealous. Nicole and Tyler getting massages. Right? Yeah, well, dude. I love how the producers gave them the most intimate date because they are the only ones who are like consistently dating. Yeah. And went no. and slept in bed together. Yeah, they've been on three dates. They slept mm-hmm. in bed. Like they're clearly have an emotional connection. And she admits that she likes spending time with him because it's refreshing to not be judged and just be free. Well, that's the thing. I've always said this with Carl. He just seems like he judges her so much. Like I've always said that. Like he seems very controlling. And I'm sure everything she does, it's it's because you're 25. Yeah. Like no, that has nothing to do with it. But he's always saying stuff like that. Tyler wants to know what's the one thing she's getting out of this experience. And she's admitting that she's realized she's been held to one person's standards. And there is a lot of room for different perspectives and compromise. And then the fact that she admits she can't really be herself with Carl is like wild and very sad. When she said she's learning how much to compromise and how much to be herself – I yeah. was like, holy shit, because I do feel like, and we've talked about this before, so many people give up a part of themselves or who they are to yep. conform to their new relationship, to the person they're with. They try to make these changes and they lose that spark or that, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like there's definitely compromise that is needed in relationships, but not compromising who you are as a person. Yeah. Like, that should never change. You should never have to, you know, completely lose the person you were for someone else yeah and I don't know when she said that I was like damn no and like knowing Nicole then and knowing Nicole now like it's so clear she was it was the same way that I was like she was such a watered down version of herself she wasn't really like going after what she wanted in life like she's Mm -hmm. like such a hard worker and a traveler and like just so full of life and she couldn't do any of those things when she was with him because it was just yeah like suffocating so then it's mine and luna's date and i basically i pick luna because he gives me good perspectives and he makes me laugh and helps me to quote get out of my funk Uh and we're on our little lunch date and i'm kind of joking about joking about how it's a frat house at the beach villa and luna is like that's the reality though right he's like no bullshit that's how it is that's why i love him though cuz yeah. he just so, keeps it so real did you guys were you 
just picking different people to get to know everyone? Or did you guys like have a conversation prior? Like, how did you end up with Luna? So two things. So number one, the only person that I actually had like a genuine, like romantic connection, if we can even call it that and had feelings for was Val. Right. And I felt weird bringing Val on all of the dates because I like truly I went there to be loyal and faithful and I'm yes. not going to go on dates with a guy that I feel tempted with, I you know, and people <laughs> when I literally when I sent Shaq home, it was pretty much for that reason, maybe not as like extreme, but I had like a, a good connection with him could see myself being with him if Corey weren't in the picture at the time. Yeah. But I did not want to do anything to jeopardize yeah. my relationship in the moment. And that's why I sent him home. And people were like baffled not to like get into my season, but like people don't understand. Like no, you have that-, that mindset. You have that like I, you know, the blinders on where your relationship is just all you're going to focus on. So you don't want to – you don't want your partner seeing you talking to anyone consistently. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was, like, hanging out with all the guys and, like, going on the different dates and stuff, like, no, everyone felt like a friend, you know? I never felt um, I never felt like a spark, but Val was different. Like, I definitely felt a spark. I definitely – that was the only date, the, the banana boat date, and that, like, when we had the cocktail, that felt like a real date to me. The yeah. other ones were not, like, didn't feel like dates, and I was like, okay, I cannot continue to go on dates with him because that's just not why I'm here. Like, I'm here to be faithful. Right. And so at that point, I was just like, okay, so I'm not going to go with Val, but I'm going, I don't want the guys just to be stuck here in the house all the time. Like we're in Maui. So I was picking different guys that I, that didn't have an opportunity to get out of the house and like see Maui. So like Luna, it was like his turn basically. Yeah. All and right, then you just throw a dart at, at the names on, a, on the wall. No, like literally. Yeah. And it was just like the guys that I was really close with. So like Luna was one of the guys that I was just, we would open up to each other about stuff. And like, he would cry to me about stuff back home. And I would cry to him about what I'm going through. And I was like, okay, yeah. it's time for us to like get out and like have some fun. Oh, that's nice of you though. It was, it was a great time. I'm not going to lie. Um, they literally took out an entire part, which is so funny because I was just, this was after my bonfire incident walking off. So I was still like really frazzled from the day before. Yeah. And he, <laughs> they edited it all out. But have you seen Talladega Nights when they like yes. pray to like little baby Jesus? Yes, at the table? dear Lord, baby he Jesus. Did, yeah, he did that entire Talladega Nights prayer with me like at the lunch, <laughs> like oh, before food God. got served. And I was cracking up. Like it, it he put me in a great uh, mood. No, He's so funny. Hilarious. Like I would have appreciated that. Just the little things. Oh, like. it was so good. I was like, you're literally <laughs> making me crack up. I put in my notes, our baby Jesus prayer got cut out. Oh my God. So the last few things that we said in that date, I say I was really oblivious to the amount of anger that I still have with him. And I wish I could take it back. I made mistakes too. And I could treat him a lot better Mm -hmm. thoughts on that. Well, I wanted to ask you, was that true? Or were you just feeling like guilty in the moment because you were anxious and nervous and scared? It was, or, or was that true? Were you angry towards him? But were you angry towards him in your relationship because you would always catch him doing little weird shit? Yeah. So and it was. You, see, this is what people don't understand. Not to cut you off, is that it's like this happens, and then 
you get made to look like the bad guy for catching them doing little things, but then they talk you out of it and then you blame yourself. And I'm just like, whole cycle. Oh, it's a cycle. So I want you to answer. Sorry. I just went (laughs) a little tangent. I got a little upset right there. No, no. (laughs) I feel you. It's the worst. That shit is the worst cycle to be in. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. Yep. So t- uh, two different things. So yes, I a thousand percent was oblivious to, to the amount of anger that I still had towards him. Mm-hmm. Like he had just really put me through hell for many, many years. I had tried to leave many times. One of the times that was very recent was like less than a year before we started filming TI. And every time he would just like beg for me back and like would promise all these like things that he would be do differently. And it was yep. just, I just had a lot of anger towards him because I'm like, just let me go, bro. Just please God, just let me go. And now we're here uh-huh. on TI and you're humiliating me in front of the world. So it, yep. I was pissed, but I will say me blaming myself. It was just me being like scared and anxious and in denial. And I was still very brainwashed to this and oblivious to the situation that I was in. So I'm still in that phase of blaming myself and not realizing that like this is all him and not anything to do with me. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's what I figured because I feel like, again, when you're in that situation, you only – once you have your mind made up on basically how you're feeling and the things that you want to do based off this experience, it's hard to change that mindset. Yeah. Like I had the same mindset up until like – the last like four days on that island and even JP was like he literally thought that I was going to leave alone which is like crazy because I had oh my god on my overnight again not to get into it but I like was so mad about certain things (laughs) oh I can't wait to hear about all this (laughs) but it's so hard when you have your like you're convinced a certain way about your relationship and the things you want to fix and stuff. It's no matter how many times people tell you to get out or that it's toxic or that you deserve better, all this stuff. You're just like, Nope, I need to to change. I need to fix this. Yeah. And I think the thing that's the saddest thing that I said in that was that I like need to treat him better. And it's like, no dude, I treated him so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Like I was his like ride or die. Like he was like, I was his biggest fan. Yeah, You know, like literally just like ride or die, biggest fan, best friend, mm-hmm. love the shit out of him. Like there, no, dude, I did everything and more yeah. for that man. Like I did not need to treat him better. It's just <laughs> like, hard when you see someone with potential and you try to get them to reach their fullest potential yeah. that you're looked at as a bad person because you see a, such amazing things in them, but you can't constantly be the one telling them like, or trying to get them, and I hate using the word change, but change in a positive way. And then they're yeah. saying they're going to do certain things and they don't. And eventually you're just like, you know, it turns into kind it's, of, it's bad. You, you get angry with them because they're saying they're going to do yeah. certain things and you see the potential and they're making these promises and they don't reach that or they don't, you yeah. know. Moral of the story, you can't date or fall in love with potential and you can't change anyone. <laughs> okay. Period. Period. Unless they're willing to change themselves. Uh-uh. Yep. I thought it was very telling and ironic that 
Luna ended our date by saying, you're not going to fall out of love with someone in two weeks. I'm pretty sure he's still entirely in love with you, which is like, And then, dude. of course, the producers switched to Evan and Morgan. Immediately. All, like, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> like, you know, and I will say, though, real quick. Uh-huh. You looked so sweet and innocent in this clip. Like I noticed <laughs> when we first started, but you just look so precious. Like Aww. I don't, I don't know why it's like, oh my God, Casey, you just look so sweet and innocent. It's just so funny. Oh like, my god! Like I know you are like a really sweet, nice person, but like now that I know you off of that, like it's it's just a so that's funny. like a tiny like it's a that's a facet of my personality, but. It definitely is not who I am. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. Pans over to Morgan and yep. Evan snuggling and making out on the beach and mm-hmm. in the water. I'm not going to lie. The slow-mo sexual content is what the people needed. So, I'm here for it. Yeah. We, we gave it to – they gave it to them. Yeah. It was giving, like, Sports Illustrated, like – Yes. Slow-mo. Yes. The, the slow-mo. <laughs> So basically, they're just continuing to let each other know how they never expected this at all, and they really care about each other. Evan is surprised that he wasn't just tempted on the island, but that he found the person he might want to be with forever. Morgan is smiling huge, lots of kissing going on. Anything to say before we continue? I mean, I just feel like he's constantly saying like really rude things and I don't even know if he's like realizing he's saying them like going back to what he said in the confessional about like not wanting to upset the boys like that's like low-key again like a dagger to you unintentionally like him being rude as fuck about your relationship and then he says something he's like you know I came here thinking I was going to be tempted and realized maybe I wasn't supposed to be with you like yeah you Casey but never thought I would actually meet someone else. Like, I'm like, that is so rude to say. Like, <laughs> I thought you were coming here. Like, he should have said something like, I thought I was going to come here and, like, be tempted, but, like, realize that, like, you know, me and Casey were meant to be or whatever. But for He's him just to oblivious. Say, he has no social say, cues. His expectations coming on this island was to realize he was going to be tempted and that he wasn't meant to be with you is so fucking rude. Why would you say that? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. He's a trip, man. I'm telling you. I don't think he realized – like, I don't think he thinks. And I don't think he, like pi- – I don't think he picks up on social cues. Like, he's not well-spoken. But he doesn't even acknowledge the fact that you guys could have left together happier and realized you were meant to be. Well, like, no, because I – He doesn't even include that in, like, his vocabulary at all throughout the entire process of this experience. Like, he literally – it's always, I thought I was going to meet someone else and realize I wasn't meant for Casey or I thought I'd be tempted and realize I wasn't. He never once plays devil's advocate and it's like – or that I was meant to be with Casey and we could leave happier and healthier. Like, that never comes out of his mouth. Because I don't think that was ever in his plan. I truly believe that when I like gave him that ultimatum, he knew like I had woken up to his bullshit and his games were done. And if I ever found anything again, like he really was going to be out on the street. So he went on TI hunting for a new me. Wow. That he could manipulate like a hundred percent. He definitely was like, I got to get rid of Casey because she's woken up to my bullshit and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a new sugar mama. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he went hunting. A hundred percent. Fuck. 
Yeah, well, no, I did. don't think, yeah, I truly don't believe that he ever had any intention of st- staying with me. Like, yeah. uh, he went there looking for someone to go live with. Because- he could have, like, at least pretended he was going there to try to figure shit out with you. It's just, like, incredible. Like, every interview, he, like, is like, yeah. you know, I I never thought that I would actually meet someone. Like, I thought I would realize we weren't meant to be. I didn't think I'd actually meet someone. I'm like, why don't you mention the fact that you went there possibly realizing you were with the right person? Like, why <laughs> is that not in your thought process? But I no, guess what man. you're saying makes sense. Yeah, especially because like how I told you, my friend at our going away party, she when she saw how he l- made that look and she immediately knew he was going to cheat. I think he always – he had a plan the whole time. Then he's just such a good actor. Especially this episode. I was going to say, we're going to have to get into that later. So just finishing up their little date, Morgan is going to give this everything she has, even if she has reservations, because it seems right. This is foreshadowing what she says. Yeah, dude, this is foreshadowing (laughs) like crazy. Um, So even though it seems right, and that's never happened before. So she's just going to go with it and see what happens. And then she says, like, might get hurt, might not. Yep. And then Evan, super on brand. Morgan, all I want is you, girl. All I want. I will not let you down if you go all in with me. With his, like, bro voice. Just the way he words things, I can't. It's ridiculous. It's so and then weird. she says, going all in. It's Yeah, they're corny. This, this was corny. I'm sorry. I, I just – and then my last note on this, I wrote, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad for Morgan because this is so fucking embarrassing. If she like, only I'm knew, sorry, dude. For real. I wrote my notes. I was like, you know, if she only knew what was going to unfold after all this filming. I know. And the mm-hmm. foreshadowing is just so heavy. How it's yeah. just like, this just seems like too good to be true, but it seems right. Might I mean, get hurt, I'm, might not. I'm like, dude, I'm a firm believer that if it seems too good to be true, it, it probably is. is. It, it is. It probably is. Like, granted, hopefully there's that 1% again where it's real and genuine but you know i feel like the people who are the best with um like making you feel loved and all that stuff are the ones that are the shadiest (laughs) yeah yeah that's something that my dad is like told me since i was a little little kid just like if it seems too good to be true it is period which is so sad story it's sad because it makes you really question like how real people are with like dating and stuff this day and age most people aren't most people have a mask on god and then it reveals itself like eight to nine months later don't tell me that (laughs) (laughs) don't tell me that okay so Carl and Brittany, they're on their mm-hmm. date. They're watching the sunset together. They're holding hands. He says he really needed to get out after the last bonfire. And Britt tells him that he's a good man and he deserves someone good. Mm-hmm. Carl feels good with Britt and finally is acknowledging that she's helped him emotionally through this experience. And I was like, wow, like he's not just saying that she's hot. Like she's I helped know. him emotionally. Like this is kind of a change. This right? is different. We're getting more from him. Britt is worried about him because mm-hmm. she thinks it could get worse. Like the whole right. experience, Carl says that might be a good thing because he can then be released from the relationship. So again, with the retaliation aspect of things, oh my God. The like retaliation mindset, literally a waiting game for these guys. Wild. And then 
Brittany says, that's perfect. And he says, tell me why. Tell me more. Again, this is so fucking cringe. I can't. <laughs> it's so I'm just like, if a guy looked at me and was like, tell me why. Tell me why. I would be like, oh, peace out. Like, I got to yeah. go. Like, mm -hmm. this is not. I ain't telling you shit. I'm going. I ain't telling you shit, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She just says that she feels so connected to him, and it's so weird. And Carl is a firm believer in what happens is what's meant to be. And then he's just like, God, I had a lot of notes on men. He says, I'm the type of guy who needs physical touch, and I'm mm -hmm. trying very hard to stay a faithful guy. Yeah. And then, and then, Brittany whispers in his ear that she loves it when he touches her. Whoa! That was like so weird. To me. I'm sorry. Something, something ain't right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really not trying to be rude, but like when she's like, "Come here," I AS, ASMR is I was going. She's like, "Yes." Can I tell you something? <laughs> I love it when you touch me. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's yeah. Just like, eh, cringe, 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 cringe. And he literally says, "I feel you staring at me," and it cracked me up. No. <laughs> That's I was like, she says that this is the best date she's ever been on, and she's really happy. And then he tops it off with, "I feel you staring at me." Like what? And like, then, wait, no, say what you're gonna say. Say what you're gonna say. I just feel like it's like that is so. And I mean, she says like you make me feel like a creep, but like I was about to say, it's creepy. She's always just staring. And then she says, "I'm gonna sneak into your bed tonight, no matter what you say." No, like, come on, you, you're wrong for that. You can't, you can't be saying that shit. You can't be saying that shit. She's so aggressive. She's no, like the most like therapeutic yogi aggressive person I've ever she's met. She's so though. aggressive. Like, I I want to say something so bad right now, but I'm not gonna say it. Oh, but God. she she's aggressive. I've been around her when she's drunk, and yeah, like I've I've felt the jungle, the jungle and the wait, the cheetah in the jungle oh, vibes from her before. Do you know, like, is she dating someone now? Like, what's her I, vibe? I don't know. I don't think so, but I, I genuinely don't know. I feel like she always kind of has a boyfriend, though. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. she is beautiful, though. No, she really is. Like, she was – I think she is what Carl said, not to agree with him, but, like, the, w one of the prettiest in the house. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, I do think, like, some of the things she does, it's a little cringy. Like, the staring at people. But, like, not even just, like, staring. Like, she's, like, staring, like, creepy eyes. <laughs> I know. It's and intense. then the things she says, like, I don't know. It's intense. It's a lot. It's too much. So, so now we're back to Mountain Villa. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking by the jacuzzi with everyone, laughing, which I thought was interesting because I was a hot mess, but I was like, okay. Fake it till you make it. Yep. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Tyler and Nicole are getting like real snuggly. Mm -hmm. And he's asking if his hand is okay where it's at. I kind of liked that, not going to lie. Yeah. And then <laughs> Nicole, she fucking cracks me up. I can definitely tell at this point Tyler likes me. Like, how are you just now realizing this? Right. Like, dude, like, it's so fucking obvious. Like, he's made it crystal fucking clear that yeah. he likes you and you're it. Uh-huh. And she says she's just going to listen to her gut and heart to figure out what next her, what her next move is. Yeah. She's kind of opening up to Tyler about how seeing me and how, like, me, Casey, yeah. <laughs> how I'm reacting she had no idea someone could love to that depth, and she wants to feel that way someday. Let's, yeah. I, uh, let's chat about that statement. I thought that was a 
really nice compliment to you. Like, I thought that was super sweet that, like, she's saying that, like, she didn't even know someone could love that deeply because she sees, like, the pain that you're in and that you're feeling, and she probably thought she would never feel that way. Yeah. I just have such mixed feelings about it because I'm like, yes, I – I'm one of those people where it's like I'm either all in or not in at all. And when yeah. I'm all in, like, yes, like I am committed, invested, faithful, loyal, ride or die, like madly in love. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I just like, it just worries me is like, I guess like, because I'm kind of like, I've turned into a role model, I guess, over the years as people have watched the show, like people really look up to me. And it's like, I want people to know that yes, like being in love and loving with your whole heart is a very admirable thing. But people need to understand the way that I was loving Evan was very, very toxic and like not okay. Like I made him my whole world and my whole life and I lost who I was. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's toxic. Okay. Like that, that's toxic love. Like that's not, I don't think she knew like when right. she said that, I don't think she knew. I think she just saw someone who was so in love with their boyfriend and it was like honorable to her. Yeah. Because she didn't felt that way towards Carl. And she's like, all right, something's clearly not right because, because I'm when not you in love, love someone. That way. Yeah. And like, granted, in the grand scheme of things, with your, your and Evan's love was toxic. I've been there too in situations where it's not mm-hmm. a healthy love. But I do think that when you are in love, you do feel, you know, when you're in love and it's like, yeah. you're obsessed and it's a good, healthy love. And she's yeah. saying she's never felt that way. And even though she didn't know the, the like extent of you and Evan, I think that she was very like, um, just probably like inspired, seeing- inspired yeah. how deeply you loved Evan. And she felt yeah. like something was off for her not feeling that way with Carl. Yeah. Cause I could, I could see that because at the time, even though today I'm not really sh- no at the time I was in love with him I'm I was like I don't know how else to describe what I felt mm-hmm. so for her to probably see how I was and then how she felt towards Carl it was probably like whoa like I definitely don't feel the same way about yeah. Carl the way Casey feels about Evan right. so yeah interesting but Tyler said something that I wanted to ask you about too he yeah. says that butterflies should never go away How do you feel about that comment? Do you think that when you meet the right person, no matter how long you're dating, they don't go away? Or do you feel like regardless, you can still be in love, but the butterflies go away? So I'm I'm torn. I have a few things to say about this. So I've talked to a few therapists. I've talked to my parents and I've like saw things on TikTok. Butterflies actually aren't always a good thing. Okay. Butterflies are actually a sign of toxicity and a sign of your body kicking in your your adrenaline like it's basically warning you that this person is not who you should be with. And but like let's say good butterflies. Let's pretend they are good for a second. Like I guess like all right, let's I let's replace like butterflies your- with spark or something. Like do you think that it is possible to feel the same way about someone from the first like 6 months you're with them? throughout your entire relationship or do you think no matter what it goes away eventually you're still in love with them you still love them but it's not the same as it was like do you think it's possible to always feel the good butterflies so forever? 
I feel weird using like mine and Evan's relationship as an example because it was such a shitstorm. But we were together a really long time and you're not with someone for a really long time unless there was some good to it. So I will say this. Like when you're with someone for a long, long time, like things can mm-hmm. definitely get like stagnant, like you get in a routine, but there's ways to bring that spark back, like go on a date, like, yeah. like cuddle, like t- tickle fights, like make cookies together. Like there's things that you can do like actively to make those, that spark come back a hundred percent. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's natural for it to be there for just like forever and always because it's like when you're in a long-term relationship with someone it's like no like life comes into play like you have a routine it gets monotonous but you Mm -hmm. can definitely do things to make that spark come back and to keep it like ignited yeah but I don't think they're just there all the time no not after you've been together for a long time yeah oh why I no. I mean I agree with that I just like I don't know. You always wish to find a love where it (laughs) stays like that forever. No, but I just, I, that's like natural and healthy though. Like that's Mm -hmm. what people need to understand. Like it's normal for it to like, not be like over the top fireworks all the time. Like that's what I was starting this whole thing with. Butterflies are actually like typically a warning Mm -hmm. sign that it's not the person you should be with if you ever meet someone where it just feels like peaceful and like home and like there are no butterflies and like you're not anxious at all that's when it's right wow yeah that's what that's what like a lot of like therapists say like when it feels like home and like peaceful and not anxious and just like you just feel good that's when it's right the butterflies is like a red flag gotcha so fun fact, I did like that he said like you should feel special every day mm-hmm. and if you're not being treated the way you deserve to be treated, don't make excuses for that. Amen. Yeah, that part. Seriously. Amen. And then Katie and Johnny are just casually using my outdoor shower. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I had no idea they did that until I watched the show. Where were yeah, you? I they- wonder. I don't know, but they literally had to go like either through Nicole or my bedroom and like through our bathroom, like into our outdoor shower. So they like went all up in our shit without telling us. <laughs> so Damn. Um, I wrote Shari's butt does look phenomenal in those I pants. know. She knew what she was doing yeah. with those pants. Like she knew. She'd been throwing out those tight pants the yeah. past couple episodes. No, different she, colors. Yeah. She's looking quite good. And then Shari says that she feels like she can be herself fully now and she wants to get to know everyone in the house. Um, And then she just continues to say her and Justin have way more similarities than they realize, than she Mm -hmm. realized. And they're sitting up on the balcony and she's venting about how the situation isn't necessarily wrong, but she doesn't want him to feel forced. And I put like question marks. And then he pulled her beanbag closer to her, closer to him. Did you – this whole thing was no. kind of confusing yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't really understand what she meant by feeling forced. Um, I think that like maybe – Forced be- connection maybe? Or like because she's making it very clear to him that she wants to be with Javen. Like she doesn't want him to feel like like forced that he has to, yeah, continue to talk to her and stuff. Like I'm not really sure. Oh, wait. I, I wrote more. I think I, I know what they're talking about. He asks, out of everybody, you think I'm forcing it. And then she says, if you met me outside of this situation, you think you would still connect with me. So I think she's talking about like, is he forcing a connection between them? And he's like – no. I think she just wants to hear 
that she, that he, he that has she's wanted yeah that she's wanted yeah. which like I get I mean I feel like she's probably used to being like the it girl because she's very beautiful and like you know but like maybe because of her personality she wasn't getting a lot of attention attention in the house that's I mean that's what it seems like based off of the date selection and yeah. when people raise their hands and all that so I feel like it's probably been a while since she's heard how yeah wanted you know, she is wanted she is so she's kind of like you know one of those she things like, so you agree you think I'm really pretty <laughs> I'm pretty. so dead you know? okay wait I I forgot that I recapped all this so he's talking about having faith and I was like in my notes I literally wrote what with like million yeah. question marks. And then he admits that he has feelings for Shari in his confessional, which I do not remember this at all the first time it aired. Like, I do not remember any of this. And then he says, I like the chase. I like something that's not easy to get. I feel like anything worth it isn't going to be easy. And then they're just flirting like freaking crazy. Like, he's saying, stop walking around like that. She says, like, what? Already controlling? And he's like, no, you strutting. And then she's like, (laughs) she's like, literally, this is how I walk. Strut, strut, strut. She I thought that was that. cute how she said. It was said, super cute. It I was, was cute as she said, oh, you're already controlling. But again, she's quick-witted like that, and so is Erica. And that's where it's like I do see the connection. Like, yeah. it's like she's fiery, like, with the quick comeback. But it was, like, cute and playful. Um, I mean, it's good to see her actually, like, kind of not being as, like, stone cold as she was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, no, I'm it happy is. she is actually, like, having fun because if you don't change your mindset and force yourself to have a good time in that situation, you are going to be miserable the whole time, yeah. seriously. No, like, it's definitely nice to see her like this. Uh-huh. It's, like, she's funny. She's making cute little comments. Like, it's it's a nice change for sure. So now we're back at the beach villa and Evan wants to scoop into Morgan and Catherine's chat. <laughs> Morgan is super stoked and giggly about this, that he's coming over. Yeah, but like, it's just like watching this interaction happen, you can tell who, if they continued, who would wear the pants in the relationship. Because like, he'll say something and Morgan will just like look at him with like a kind of like sinister look and then you can tell he kind of panics a little bit because he's not saying the right thing like starting off with what was your favorite date like she got tell she got like annoyed he said that his favorite date was ziplining and and who did he zipline with do you know was it her no he ziplined with her Mm. because i started questioning why she got so offended but you could just tell like just by a look she was like pissed huh yeah so yeah, so they he, they bring up Evan's favorite date was ziplining and then Catherine jokes about it being their like Morgan and Evan's first disagreement. Mm-hmm. So then Catherine asks Evan, which date did he first start falling in love? And he kind of gets like completely weird and changes the subject with, wow, you thirsty? I'm going to get a beer. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did. And I think because he didn't know the right answer or probably because he's not actually in love with her, but he <laughs> felt kind of forced this entire time because it's just been fight was or fight. Yeah, dude. So that was weird. And then Catherine and Morgan changed the subject to they want to get advice about John for Catherine. Yeah. So um, I think Morgan asks Evan, should she keep her distance or try to talk to John? Uh After his last bonfire was, like, basically seeing Katie with another guy. Right. 
Evan says John is just turned off to every single emotion right now. And Catherine says that's exactly why she's given him space. Mm-hmm. And then Evan drops the bomb about the 30 second videos and he drops the bomb super casually. And you can tell Morgan is very taken aback. And she's, yeah. She's not she, happy about she this. She gets like very nervous, but like also defensive. Yep. Like all he says is I'm not doing it. And then <laughs> I know you have something to say. Say what you I have to say. I just like don't know. I couldn't tell if Morgan understood the concept of what the 30 second videos were supposed to be. And maybe because it's like the first season, but she got so upset that he didn't want to send you a video telling you about them, the two of them. Great. Yeah. Maybe you're allowed to. I don't know. I personally don't think I. I don't see the producers allowing Evan to send you a video about Morgan. I don't think they would have allowed it, number one. That's just, like, my opinion. Yeah. Like, I think that they are strategic with, like, what they allow to be said. Like, I, I – it was funny because everyone else was able to say nicknames about their boyfriends. Like, hey, Boo Bear. Hey, Bubba's. Like, hey, you know, whatever. I wasn't allowed to. They made me do multiple edits. They allowed me to do the nickname, and then they made me do his name. And, of course, they used the name. Like, they weren't allowing me to say nicknames and stuff because they're strategic with what they want to show and who they want to show it to. They cut out my I love you. They cut out his I love you. But anyway. See, that's interesting because – my experience was very different than that. And uh, I think all of us had the same experience. They basically just told us you have 30 seconds to say literally whatever you want. And we just were allowed to like, I did mine one and done. What? Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. Ours, we had so, to write it down and we had to get it. Um, we had to get it accepted by the producers. No, I could we not. Didn't. Like, we didn't it do that. Was, wow. No, none of us. Yeah, we actually couldn't write it down. We They were just like, you have 30 seconds. Spe- say whatever the hell you want. Wow. Mm. So I think the reason why she's so pissed is because he was like, she knew, like everyone knew that we had 30 seconds to say whatever we want. And he was just like, I'm not going to say anything. So yeah, that's why just, she's upset oh. because she's like, yo, like you had 30 seconds to literally say whatever you wanted and you're not even going to like bring up anything. Yeah. I just wonder if the producers would have let him mention Morgan. Dude, they were the producers. I mean, there was a lot that happened, but they um, we'll get into it. But long story short, he after he saw my message, Evan had like a full blown breakdown and was like begging producers to let him send one later. And producers were like, no, like you missed your shot. Like you had your shot, you said no, like you're not sending a message now. Like it's too late, bro. (laughs) And he was like very, very, very upset. (laughs) Like, Uh, okay, well, let me ask you this then. Do you agree with like Morgan? Like, would you have gotten upset too? 